you can belong, you can be loved, and you can be special and still experience pain in your life. That doesn't mean God's left you. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It just means you live in a real broken world. Mm -hmm. And what does he want to teach you in it? And can you surrender to it, experience his comfort, his power? And, And how does he want to grow you up? Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are talking about the baptism of Jesus. Chad Moore, go. <laughs> you like that intro? Yeah. That wasn't really a question. That was just more of a, a setup. I'm teeing it up for you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Let's work on our setups. Okay. Okay. Uh, Book of Mark. Goals for 2023. <laughs> we're walking through the Book of Mark as a, as a church. And so we're in Mark chapter one. And yeah, we're at the place where Jesus is baptized. By the way, um, the Sun Valley app is new and improved. Yep. And so check that out. There's a reading plan on there where you can read through the book of Mark with us, the gospel of Jesus according to Mark. And, and it's, so, a, it's a brand new app. So if you have the old app, it's not just that we upgraded that one. You'll see when you open that one, you need to download the new app. And, and in there, we have a reading plan, a lot of fun extras. Yeah. And you can set it up however you want to set it up. You can make Personalize it personal it, to you. Yep. Yeah. And we give you a little awards and stuff like that if you're reading verses. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So read through the book of Mark with us uh, every day. You just, it'll come right up on there. Today's Mm -hmm. passage of scripture versus scripture. Yeah. So last week we talked about, you have John the Baptist and he's baptizing people out in the wilderness. Well, now Jesus shows up and, and here we have kind of the, the big announcement, the big commencement of the ministry of Jesus. Yeah. So tell us, talk us through kind of what happens at this moment. And, and really for a lot of people, they might not realize it. Jesus, he's, you know, decades old. And and has just kind of been living in obscurity. There's a couple things we have in the Gospels about his childhood, but not a whole lot. And so this really is the launch of his ministry. So he's kind of just been behind the scenes now, and now he's going public. Yeah, we have um, – so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the biographies of Jesus, if you have some understanding of all of those to your point, you have the birth of Jesus – you have something that happens when he's 12 years old. You have a verse that says he grew in wisdom and stature mm-hmm. and in favor with God and men. And that's it. That's all we got. And now he's 30-ish, mm-hmm. as far as we know. And it's it's his baptism. Mark doesn't waste any time. I mean, I mean, you're, you're eight verses in and now Jesus is getting baptized. Yep. Right? So Not again, a lot of setup. Kind of like this podcast. I yeah. just went right into it. Marcus, oh, that's what you were doing. <laughs> I was inspired by Mark. You, you were relating yeah. to uh, to Mark. Oh, by the way, we didn't say this in the last one. Um, I don't know if I s- said it in a sermon or not. But uh, what Mark is doing, most likely, is he's writing uh, Peter's eyewitness account. Mm. And so Mark is like Peter's secretary. Mm-hmm. And um, there was oral, oral tradition uh, for the first couple of decades mm-hmm. after uh, the ascension of Jesus. But then as that generation starts to die off, they're like, we better write this stuff down. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they they don't realize that the gospels weren't written like as it was happening. It wasn't like they had their journals and they're writing this down. They were a lot of the, the followers of Jesus. They were expecting he was going to come back yeah. within their lifetime. Yeah. So no need to write it down. Exactly. They're like, oh yeah, we've already, we're just talking about it and well, we and, all know. And, and let me make this point. Mm-hmm. And so in Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, hey, by the way, if you want to hear more about this, just go ask the people who were there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's close to the life of Jesus. It is. I interrupted you. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, but they're getting older. The disciples are getting older. And a lot of them are being martyred. They're being killed for declaring that they saw the resurrected Christ. Yeah. And so now you have some of the disciples going, ooh, 
we better write this down. Yeah. And and so that's that's where we have these biographies of Jesus. Now you have Peter going, hey, write this down and Mark's recording it. Yeah, you have more um, as far as what Peter does or doesn't do, uh, more information about Peter in the book of Mark than the other gospels, even mm-hmm. though Mark is shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what I love about uh, the Bible at large is, is we get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And if people were making this stuff up, they wouldn't say bad things about the guy that's leading the church because yeah. you want a good rep, right? Yep. But we, we hear about Peter's weaknesses. Uh, we know when he said stupid things yep. um, and it doesn't pull any punches. And so um, Mark is like Peter's secretary, his scribe, and it's really Peter's eyewitness account that you're reading as you read through Mark. But Mark, uh, to our point a moment ago, and it's one of the reasons we picked the book, uh, just gives the facts, bam. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a person where you would say, I'm not a reader, I don't know, you mm-hmm. talked about the app, I'm not a reader, Mark was written for you mm-hmm. uh, because it's like reading the newspaper. Yep. This happened, this happened, and this happened. And uh, yeah, so go on the journey with us. So now Jesus is getting baptized. Yeah. And I, I do think, I know maybe some people who are listening to the podcast, they, they were around for our Christmas services and maybe heard you share this, uh, but you had a moment where God actually drew your attention to this passage in Mark, to this baptism of Jesus. Yeah. yeah so um, I was going through a really stressful time. Um, it was a couple I, of years ago? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. I mean, I mean, at work it was stressful, but I, it's some things that I'm not going to talk, talk about or share because it wouldn't be healthy for anybody. I had some stuff at home that was really hard. And um, I was just really struggling. And maybe you've had a moment like this uh, in your life where um, internally, and I'm a pastor, and just so you know, pastors are human too, um, where you're going, you know, is my faith real? Like, is, is God real? Does he know my name? And if he does, does he even care? And I, I was just in uh, one of those seasons. Mm-hmm. And I have been, right? In the future, I probably will be again. So you were... Because we talked about this last week on the podcast, you were in the wilderness. You were having a, your own kind of wilderness moment. Yeah, between you I, and God. I was. I was. Ha- I was in some crisis, and um, you know, I have close friends that I'll talk to about that, and usually I'll tell the church on some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was seeing a counselor and the whole deal, and and, and I, I I really was struggling, and I uh, was wrestling with God, and I, I had just had one of those moments where um, I let God know how disappointed I was in him, Mm. right? Because things hadn't gone my way. And um, I had one of those moments to even love me, do you know my name, whatever. Go to bed. Middle of the night, uh, it was 3.04 in the morning, I know, because I looked at the clock. We have one of those clocks that you read on the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. That way you don't have to like raise up and look at the alarm Uh clock or at your phone. You just, you know, there it is right there. And so it's 3.04 in the morning, and I wake up, and what's on my mind is Mark 111, Mark 111, Mark 111. Uh, you asked last week, why are we doing the book of Mark? Well, this is the real reason why. <laughs> this is the personal side of it. Uh, there's all these other great reasons, but but just personally, this is the personal angle. Um, Mark 111, Mark 111, and I try to go back to sleep, and I can't. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to read Mark 111 right now. So I'm like, all right. So Katrina's asleep. I reach over on my nightstand, grab my phone, pull up the Bible app, and uh, look up Mark one eleven, And I read these words. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And it was at that moment I, I felt like God through his spirit was just saying, I do know your name. Mm-hmm. I do know that you're upset with me. 
I do know that your life is hard. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. Just before that, it says, and a voice came from heaven. Yeah. Um, those are the words that the Father speaks over Jesus at his baptism. The point that I made at Christmas Eve, if you weren't there, is when you give your life to Jesus, we're adopted into the family of God. So even though the context is he speaks over Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, God says this over all of his children. So if you've trusted in Jesus and you're part of the family of God, God says, you're my child whom I love. Mm -hmm. With you, I'm well pleased. And so in that moment, it was super encouraging to me personally. And then as time went on, I shared it with the staff and the way it was received, I was like, oh, people need this. Like, not, not just yeah, me, right? Yeah. And so I felt like God wanted me to share it at Christmas. There's there's a significant theological reality that that I think is important for us to understand that, that you just referred to. And it's when God sees us, he doesn't just see like, okay, Jesus paid for our sin. So now our sin is removed in how God sees us. You know, we're, we're justified, we're made right. Um, we're actually, the Bible teaches, we're, we're clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. Not even our own, like, okay, I did good, I tried harder, whatever. No, no, no. It's Jesus's righteousness that I'm clothed with. And so when God sees me, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. And let me tell you, uh, I am far from the righteousness of Jesus, yet that's how God sees me. And so it's not just, yeah, Jesus on the cross paid for our sin. Yes, that is true. And that is a part of that equation. But then he also credited us with his righteousness. Uh, so to your point, when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. So if you're feeling like, oh, you know, shameful or guilty or whatever, and God's putting that, God doesn't put shame on you. Uh, that's not from God. That's from the enemy. And, and to to live in the reality of how God sees you, that, that you have been set free and you are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. I just think that's an important thing for us to grasp as best as we can. I don't think I fully grasp it. I have to be reminded of it again and again. And so I guess that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, but that's the beauty of why what you just said, Jesus uh, receiving these words from the Father are also words that, that you receive. Well, let's take it a little further. Okay. So to be adopted into the family of God, um, there's this beautiful picture here at the baptism of Jesus of what's called the Trinity. Mm-hmm. You won't find that word in the Bible. That's a theological term. And what it means is you have one God expressed in three persons. It's three distinct persons, and yet it's one God. Mm-hmm. And so I always say this when I teach it. Don't think addition. Mm-hmm. Don't think one plus one plus one equals three. Think multiplication. One times one times one equals one. So you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and yet one God. Uh-huh. Okay. We're going to unpack that in a minute, but I want to make this point to what you said. So when you receive Jesus, and, and if this is new for you, just listen close. If you receive Jesus, he imparts to you his spirit, which means the spirit of Jesus now resides in you uh-huh. and is part of you. Uh, this is the Holy Spirit uh-huh. because the Holy Spirit and God the Son and God the Father are all connected. Uh-huh. And now the Holy Spirit has connected you uh-huh. because Jesus has imparted to you his spirit who is the Holy Spirit and you're connected to the Son and the Father. So in the whole salvation plan, it's ordained by God, it's accomplished by Jesus, and it's sealed by the Spirit. So uh-huh. all of the Trinity is at work in your salvation, which means to be part of the family of God 
means you're now part of that Trinitarian connection mm-hmm. because Jesus seals you into that. Yeah. So I can call God Father the way Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is my brother, which is kind of strange, and you're my brother too, and it's all sealed by the Holy Spirit. So there's this extreme relational thing that yeah. happens yeah. when you trust in Jesus. And it's what life is all about. We are actually, even though we're not equal with God, we're part of the family of God, which is amazing. So, and angels, the Bible says, look at that. And they go, what? This is incredible. Yeah. yeah. There, there's been, so I've been working with kids and students for decades now. And there's this moment when somebody first puts their their faith in Jesus and, and they're, it's overwhelming because they're experiencing something that oftentimes they don't even know how to articulate. Uh, and, and they just go, man, it's just everything's so different. And, and there's this radical transformation you see in that moment. And for some people listening, maybe you said yes to Jesus years and years and years and years ago, and you forgot about that. Uh, but there is something supernatural that happens when you finally say, okay, God, I'm trusting you with my life. Jesus, I'm putting my trust, my faith in you. Uh, there is this supernatural beyond just the physical, whatever that, that we can touch, taste, see, uh, that happens that you experience. And the Bible says that it's a, it's a deposit guaranteeing our, our inheritance, that, that now there's, there's been this sort of transaction that happens in that moment. And, and that's just, it's just a glimpse of what's to come, that there's even better things yet, yet to come. But it's beautiful. There is that transformative moment uh, when you say yes to following Jesus. You are my son mm-hmm. or my daughter, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. So if you miss Christmas, I'll say it again. So when you see 111, here's what you need to know. You belong. Uh, you are loved. And you are special because in, in Jesus, we're adopted into that family and you belong there. No matter where you've been, what you've done, what's been done to you, you were created to belong in that family. Uh, you are loved. That's why you're there. If you weren't loved, you wouldn't be there. And you are special, meaning God, God uniquely made you. He finds you special. There's never been another human, human being like you. Nobody's ever had your fingerprints or your DNA. You're unique. And so God knows exactly who you are. And in through Jesus, you're adopted into the family. You belong. You are loved. You are special. So anytime you see 111, and now you're probably going to see it a lot because I'm suggesting it to mm-hmm. you, uh, just remember that. Uh, remember the beauty of the, of the gospel and what Jesus has accomplished and what it means to be part of his family. It's what life's all about. Yeah. I don't know how far. Are we going to the next verse? I'm following you, bro. All right, here we go. You're the host. So you have this moment, you know, the skies open up, God's speaking, everyone's hearing this voice, the Holy Spirit's descending like a dove. You have Jesus out, you know, out of the water. And then let's let's give the details just in case. So Jesus is baptized. The Father speaks this. You just said it. the spirit comes on Jesus uh, like a like a dove, right? And then Which Jesus is, also is in the water. A picture of Genesis. You have you know the spirit of God hovering over the the deep in the in the creation. Listen to account. the sermon. I'll talk about all. Okay, that great. The sermon. Yeah. Um, and, and so you you have kind of this mirror image of creation and and this new thing that God is doing, kind of this new creation, the spiritual uh, beginning Genesis that's happening at the baptism of Jesus, and then. What does the Spirit do? Immediately leads Jesus into the wilderness. Which we'll talk about next week Yeah, when Jesus is tempted. So you have this beautiful like, oh, everything's amazing. And then it's, <laughs> and then it's the, the temptation of Jesus. He's without food for 40 days and he's hungry and, you know, on we go. Well, let's put that together for a mm-hmm. second. So my struggles I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So just because I'm loved and I belong and I'm special doesn't mean life's not going to be hard. Yeah. And so um, what I'm learning to do, and I will the rest of my life this side of heaven, is 
Accept the reality that Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. Accept the reality that pain is a part of life. Accept the reality that I can surrender to whatever's happened that I'm mad about or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that, God is with me. Mm -hmm. In that big picture, every little thing's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And so what I I choose to do um, is surrender my ideological idol that I had, Mm -hmm. my ideal, and choose to live in the real with God because he only lives in reality. Mm -hmm. And how does he want to shape me? How does he want to change me? Um, It could be right now you've got something that is seemingly unforgivable, right? I can't forgive that. That's unforgivable. Well, you can't. But God can through you. Hmm. I mean, just think. So our destiny is, and and I'll give more examples. Help me give more examples in a minute. Our our destiny is, the Bible says, to be conformed into the image of Jesus, to have His character. Mm-hmm. Well, the only way I could ever forgive like Jesus would be to experience something in my life that is seemingly unforgivable. Hmm. So the only way to forgive it is for the power of God to show up. Mm-hmm. But when the power of God shows up and forgiveness is there, suddenly there's a transformation in my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an arrogance that went away. Uh, bitterness, by the way, is connected with self-righteousness. Bitterness in its very definition is a holy war. I'm righteous and you suck. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You're bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to remain angry at you and mm-hmm. you know point my finger in your direction for the rest of my life. And by the way, as I do that... All of my bitterness is controlling me. So the freedom is found in letting it go. But Jesus can do that work in and through you. By the way, there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. Mm -hmm. You don't have to trust somebody, but you do have to forgive them. But the only way to experience um, that kind of transforming power is to to have pain. Uh, The only way to learn the patience of Jesus is for you to experience the pain of impatience and the pain of having to wait Mm -hmm. and the frustration of of all of that. Um, There's so many things in the realm of character that we don't get from reading a book and we don't get from studying something. We only get it from living our lives Mm -hmm. and actually applying what Jesus says. And so um, you can belong, you can be loved, and you can be special and still experience pain in your life. That doesn't mean God's left you. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It just means you live in a real broken world. Mm -hmm. And what does he want to teach you in it? And can you surrender to it, experience his comfort, his power? And and how does he want to grow you up? Yeah, you've talked about, previously, you've talked about surrender. I went off on a tangent You did, but but I'm I'm going there with you. you. You've talked about surrendering to the flow. So it's not that the Bible teaches us just to to modify our behavior, to try harder, to to do better. It's learning to, to your point, receive that forgiveness of Jesus. And as I as I receive that forgiveness of Jesus in my life, I am now empowered, and I know how to give that forgiveness to others. As I'm receiving that transformation in my life, that is now where that's flowing out of. And so it's not that we just pour out, pour out, pour out. It's that God pours in. And and then that that flows through us into our relationships. It changes the way we we react to things. It changes the way we navigate things in life. Because now we have, to your point, this empowerment and this example and this experience of receiving first. And now we're just sharing what we've received with others. Religion is you're trying to pour from an empty cup, mm-hmm. which is impossible. There's nothing in the cup. There's nothing to give. Uh, the gospel is the spirit of God is poured into me. 
And so as I receive from God, I pour it out on other people. Mm -hmm. So as I receive forgiveness from God, I pour it out on you. As I receive the goodness of God, I pour it out on you. The Christian life is receiving and giving, receiving and giving. So that's what I mean when I say surrender to the flow. And there there is this irony to it where you expect one thing's going to happen and you think, oh man, if I, if I forgive that person, I'm going to be miserable. Uh, it's actually the opposite that when you start to do those things and go, okay, I'm going to surrender to the flow. I'm going to choose forgiveness over bitterness. I'm going to choose to uh, let that person free. I'm the one who's actually freed by it. Yeah. I'm the one who's no longer being hurt over and over and over again by my own bitterness towards that person for whatever happened, uh, that the freedom that we begin to experience actually comes from giving away this forgiveness to others Yeah. as that example. I mean, there's, there's, numerous examples of that exact thing that might seem like, why would I ever want to trust God with that? Why would I ever want to do that thing that God's calling me to do? Well, once you do it, you realize that, oh, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit and what he's doing through me, I'm actually experiencing joy and freedom and peace Mm -hmm. and all those things that are the fruit of the Spirit at work in my life. So religion is you saving yourself. That's why it's an empty cup. You're on your own, baby. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Mm -hmm. The baptism of Jesus, he's identifying with our sin. Um, later on, he will become our sin. Mm-hmm. But in identifying with our sin, he's showing us that life is about connection with God. So all of life exists because of relationship. Uh, real quick, the earth's in a relationship with the moon and the stars and the planets, and thus we have a solar system. That's what makes life possible. Protons, neutrons, and electrons are all giving and serving right now. I mean, all of that is connected. It's all mm-hmm. a reflection of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. But at the baptism of Jesus, you have this relational picture of Jesus identifying with our sin so that he can give us what he has. And what he has is this connection with the Spirit and with the Father, and he's had it for all eternity, and now he's offering it to you and to me. Mm -hmm. Religion is you're on your own. Mm -hmm. Christianity is you can be washed uh, in and through the sacrifice of Jesus, and in that enter into this beautiful family of God. It was the plan of the Father. It's accomplished by Jesus. It's sealed in the Spirit. And in that, you learn to, I'm going to use the words you used a moment ago, surrender to that flow. Mm -hmm. And you let the cup be full and you pour it out. And you let the cup be filled again and you pour it out. Um, And that comes from relationship with God. And right out of the gate in Mark, he's like laying those tracks for us. Mm of what Jesus would accomplish, uh, the new creation that this king will um, come to to provide and, and create. And then he's going to start like giving us examples now of what the new creation looks like. But um, yeah, life's about relationships. Uh, life's about connecting with God. And, and the trouble with Jesus is if you go the religion th- route, he's not going to make any sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we read it, when we look at it, if you go the relational route, then the light bulbs will start to come on. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take a moment, Robert, and uh, and pray for us and maybe ask uh, just for wisdom on what it means to be filled uh-huh. and then uh, pour out and then be be filled again. Yeah. There, there's so much there. I yeah. feel like we just kind of went boom. But uh, go on the journey with us. Uh, do the reading plan with us. Mm-hmm. Show up on the weekends and we'll we'll all grow together. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you, um, God, for the words that you spoke at, at the baptism of Jesus, God, that, that you speak over us uh, through our, made possible by our faith in Jesus. Um, 
God, that, that you love us. Um, to Chad's point, that, that we belong, that, that we're loved, that we're special. Um, what a beautiful reality. What a beautiful truth that we need to be reminded of day in and day out again and again. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would come and you would, you would fill us, that you would help us to see what, what you see. Um, God, that as we are, we are a part of this dance, we're a part of this relationship uh, that's existed for all eternity. Uh, would you help us to live uh, by by the values and the reality of that relationship, a relationship that serves, a relationship that that gives? Uh, would you help us to to follow your example of forgiveness for others? Um, would you help us to see what you see so we would do what you say? And in that, I pray that we would experience not not a pouring out of an empty cup, but that we would experience a filling, uh, God, as we we take the love that we've received from you and we share it with others. Uh, I do pray that you would give us wisdom of that, that it wouldn't just be a, we nod our heads and understand that intellectually. Uh, would you help us to do those things, uh, the, the Holy Spirit you desire for us, uh, because you want what's best for us. And, and so would you help us to take whatever that next step is? Um, maybe something's coming to mind even right now. Uh, for some of us, just as this pops in my head, that uh, that haven't experienced uh, trusting you through baptism, I, I pray that... Um, that those who that is their next step, they'd be willing to take that step and God, that they would experience the joy that comes from that and something that's hard to explain. But once you experience it, you know it. And and for all of us, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's trust in you in a certain area of our life that we've been holding back, uh, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would guide us in that in a, in a loving way and in a way that, that we experience freedom and joy of trusting you. And so give us wisdom through that experience, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.